Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. This is Lucas Miles. I want to go on record here right from the start and just let you know that I have been completely blown away by the production I saw at Sight and Sound Theater in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't had a chance to go to the show before the first part of this interview, but I was so intrigued after sitting down with my guests today, Dean Sell and Katie Miller, that I just had to go out there and see what all the fuss was about. And I'm so glad I did. In today's episode, you'll be hearing from a couple of different guests. First, you will hear my interview with Dean Sell and Katie Miller that I recorded at NRB earlier this year. Dean is a brand manager for Sight and Sound, and Katie is the corporate communications manager. You'll also get to hear the second interview that I've recorded with Jesus this year. If you didn't know, I interviewed Jim Caviezel a couple months ago, and if you haven't heard that podcast, highly recommend you go back and check that out. It's worth listening to. Jim, of course, played Jesus and Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. But while I was visiting Lancaster here recently, I had a chance to sit down with another actor who plays Jesus, Jonathan Blair. He landed that lead role in Sight and Sound's brand new production called Jesus. And this first show opened in March and will close on January 5th, 2019. You still have plenty of time to go out and check it out. But I know the show is selling out way in advance. So make sure and make plans and get your tickets. So here, first up, is my interview with Dean and Katie. I have with me today Dean Sell and Katie Miller from the Sight and Sound Theater, which has been around for over 40 years, drawing nearly 1.5 million attendees each year. Okay, talk to me about this, guys. Where did this vision come from to, you know, specifically really bring the Bible to stage in the way in which you've done this? Yeah. Hey, good to be with you, Lucas. Well, as most things, it doesn't happen overnight. And so it started four decades ago with a, a couple that was uh, in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, that were dairy farmers that went from producing milk to producing live stage shows. But it really started with them doing these traveling multimedia shows, trying to find a way to utilize their creative talents and gifts to be able to present the gospel. And over time, it morphed into a physical location, and then it started to become live shows, and over time became two of the largest stages in North America that are doing exclusive Bible stories live on stage. You know, I have to think that you know we have a lot of crossover audience. Not everybody listening to this is necessarily has a significant church background, although we do have a lot of faith-filled people that are regular listeners. I have to think that there's people out there that think, okay, Bible story stage plays, and they're not picturing what happens actually at Sight and Sound. I mean, this is like Cirque du Soleil, like Broadway. I mean, you guys are doing this on a really massive budget, massive scale level, bringing this. What are some of the reactions that you get when people come for the first time to a show? Yeah, sure. I think that is one of the things about Sight and Sound is that it is so unexpected. When we hear Bible stories, and to your point, live on stage, I think we all kind of conjure up this idea in our mind 
lines. And we're known for being spectacular. We have 300 foot wraparound stages. We have live animals in our shows. We have 50 member casts. Our set pieces are typically three stories tall. And we are thrilled to take these timeless and classic stories, but bring them to life and use technology to really bring honor to what they are. And they're stories that have been around for thousands of years. Love it. Where did the name Sight and Sound come from? I'll let Katie take this one. Actually, Katie is the granddaughter of our founders, uh, Glenn and Shirley. So, yeah, she can tell you about our roots. Jesus was the master storyteller, and he used everyday things and parables or stories to really drive his points home. And at one point in time, the disciples asked him, I think it's in the book of Matthew, why he used stories to to teach people. And he just responded to them by saying, it's in seeing that they don't see, and in hearing, they're not hearing. And so we just took that scripture and said, you know, it's in sight and sound. It's bringing these things in a way that can help have people actually experience them is going to help them understand what we're trying to share. Love it. Love it. Okay. So a lot of people are familiar with faith-based films, but this stage experience, it has way more historical uh, roots in history than, you know, film has only been around for so long, but people have been doing stage productions for, you know, really centuries. So what about the live component to that? What sort of energy does that bring, you know, for the cast and that environment and that moment? There really isn't anything else like it. You know, in the film process, you've got time to sit in that edit suite and make sure that the film is perfect before anybody sees it. And so for us, these shows are in rehearsals right now and nobody ever gets to see the final product until the day that we open those doors. Even us, uh, there's rehearsals, but it doesn't really come together until the audience is sitting in those seats. And it's truly unique. Every single performance is slightly different because of the way the audience responds, because of the way that the cast delivers the lines. And so to be sitting there with 2000 strangers all around you and having literally your heart's beat start to get in sync with the music and in sync with those people around you and uh, to be all seeing this thing together, there's nothing else like it. And if you have camels on stage, there's bound to be unexpected moments. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Yes, that would be very interesting. So I grew up doing theater. I was the president of the thespian society at my high school of like 3000 students. And you should audition. If I would have known this was around when I was younger, you know, maybe you would have drawn me. You would have drawn me out there. But you guys have a couple specific plays that you've really launched here recently. Productions you've launched. One is Samson and the other one is Jesus. Can you talk to me about maybe one of those a little bit? Yes. Samson uh, premiered in 2016 at our Lancaster stage, which is where our headquarters is. All the shows are produced there. They're created there. And so we had just under a million people come and see that show in its debut year. So 55 tractor trailer loads later, it's now arrived in the Midwest and opening March 3rd in Branson. Really excited about telling that story at the Branson location. And then Jesus is a brand new show that opens March 10th. And it is absolutely one of the most visually stunning shows shows that I've ever seen anywhere, let alone at Sight and Sound. I know the trailers were incredible, and we're going to put links to those on our on our show notes so that the audience can uh, go there and, and see the trailers for those uh, productions as well. Talk to me a little bit about, obviously, you're putting a script together, you're, you're creating this production. I know there's a ton of art design and, and, and theatrics that go into that. What about the emphasis on kind of the biblical side of this, of trying to make sure that this doesn't become something, you know, without using names of other past projects from other people, this doesn't become something that's maybe not really telling the full story or not doing the story justice from a faith standpoint. How important is that to you at Sight and Sounds? Yeah, it's absolutely crucial to what we what we do and what we believe strongly in. 
it takes about four years for a production to come to life in our organization. Wow. So from the time we make a decision of what the next show is that we're going to produce, um, our writing team, you know, dives in, they do research and, you know, especially even for Jesus, with that being the first time to really tell the story of the life of Jesus on our stages, we sent our whole design team, um, our, our writers and some of our producers over to Israel for a 10 day trip. And they were just able to immerse themselves in that culture. They were able to walk where Jesus walked. They saw the Galilean hillside and came home just wanting to bring the entire flavor of that part of the world into this show. And so now to see it on our stages and ready to premiere is just, it's, it's surreal. It doesn't feel like it's actually happening. Okay. So talking about not sure if it's actually happening, Jesus walking on water. Can you do that at Sight and Sounds? Yes, we do. <laughs> There's a whole lot of stagecraft and technology that come together. And so it's actually one of the most mesmerizing, stunning moments that's in the show. There's so many different elements that are working together. This massive LED screen that is 110 feet wide. It's the width of a 737. It's three stories tall that serves as the backdrop. There is water. It's raining on stage. There's some mechanical elements that are working together, but when they all synthesize, it actually looks like he is right there in front of you, step-by-step step, walking towards Peter's boat. As far as, let's say in Branson, where, you know, this is, you have one of your, your productions, is there partnership there with, with local churches? How is that received? Is there, you know, uh, or church groups, other places? Is this a thing that if, if a pastor is listening today and, and wants to bring a group out, is that something you guys accommodate? Yeah, absolutely. Groups from churches and honestly, just from all over are a huge part of the audience that comes to Sight and Sound. And we love welcoming, you know, there's something about having a shared experience. I think that's one of the things that we're really passionate about is just providing this opportunity to have a shared experience with these stories. So four years for each production. I mean, that's longer than most feature films. I mean, I, I'm part of a lot of films, you know, with my company and we might have a year and a half or two years on a project. You have long, some projects that obviously go longer unless you're Martin Scorsese and then it's like 20 years to develop <laughs> one film, you know, but there's a lot that goes into that, you know, with the, the casting of this, are you pulling people from all over or a lot of these actors coming from, you know, local environments, you know, to where the show is? Yeah, yeah we have auditions throughout the country. We attend a lot of the theater conferences, SETC, UPDAS, all of those. We also hold auditions at our locations in New York City and really for all of our employees. We have 650 employees between our two locations from all over the nation and it's a privilege to serve alongside them. I mean, we're probably a little bit biased, but I think we have some of the most creatively talented, ingenious people and it's it's just an honor to work alongside everybody. Now, you said earlier that you're a, a granddaughter of the uh, of the founder? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now, did they have their roots in performance? Were they part of the original shows doing that? Are you? Uh, were, are we going to see you in any of the shows here? <laughs> Everybody can be very grateful that I am no longer on the <laughs> stage. But yeah, growing up as a kid, it was definitely a fully family-owned business at that point in time. When we started, we were much smaller, and we kind of did it all. So we'd have our costumes on, we'd be on stage, um, including my grandparents. When the show was done, we'd quick run out back and hand out programs and serve concessions, clean the bathrooms, and then run back on stage to do it all again. So we've definitely come very far throughout the last four come years. Come a long way. <laughs> yeah. That's really, really incredible. So what else do our listeners need to know about Sight and Sound? How can we find out more information about you? You know, how can we get tickets? All those kind of things. Yeah. Two shows, two locations, Samson and Branson, Lancaster has Jesus, but there's one place to find out information. It's sight-sound.com is our website. Sight-sound. 
dot com dot com. Yeah, and we'll have that in our show notes as well, so yeah. that uh, people can find that. Dean and Katie, about thirty seconds left here on the program. To the person going, that sounds kind of cool, but they might get done working out and forget that they just listened to this podcast. Sell them on coming out to Sight and Sound right now. It's one of the most spectacular entertainment experiences you will ever have. And I don't know what's more entertaining, watching what's happening on stage or watching what's happening on the faces of the people sitting beside you. It is absolutely stunning. Incredible. I love the trailer and I'm going to make it happen to get out there. And so thank you so much for being on the Lucas Miles show, being here in RB with us. And it's really great seeing what you're doing. And I can't wait to actually physically be there to see one of his productions. And as I mentioned, I'm working on a film in Eureka Springs, not too far from, from Branson. So I'll do my best to come up and see you guys. Yeah. Hey, right. thank you, Lucas. We'd love to have you. Thank yeah. you so much. Absolutely. Are you looking to stay connected with current events, culture, religion, and all sorts of other news? Then faithwire.com is the place to do that. Hop over there, make sure and check out faithwire.com, the exclusive home to the Lucas Miles Show. Also for all things news, especially with positivity. It's so easy to get bombarded by all the negative news that's out there. And that's one reason why I love faithwire.com and why I've chosen to work with them for the launch of the Lucas Miles Show. It's just a great place to be able to go and get all of your information in one place. Stay connected with the world's happenings and leave with a smile. So check out faithwire.com and make sure and like them on Facebook. And now back to our guest on the Lucas Miles Show. Okay, so after that, Dean and Katie fully convinced me that I had to go to Lancaster and see one of the shows. And I can honestly say it was one of the most spectacular entertainment experiences, as they call it, I've ever had. And I went into this, as I mentioned in the interview, sort of with this idea of what Christian theater looks like. And I didn't have a lot of expectations. And I'll tell you what, it blew my mind. It was so cool. And I tell you what, Cirque du Soleil, Broadway, I've seen it all. They have nothing on what Sight and Sound Theater is doing. It is incredible. So as promised, here is my second interview with Jesus, a.k.a. actor Jonathan Blair. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles. I'm here with actor Jonathan Blair, who plays Jesus in the new premiere show, Jesus, by the same title. Jonathan, great to have you here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. How long have you been doing this? Acting? Um, uh, most of my life, since I was a kid. 10, 11, maybe. Yeah. Started in Southern California. Yeah. That's yeah. the place to start. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, as far as playing the role of Jesus, it's a new show this year. Mm -hmm. And so how did this all come about? Well, uh, I'd heard about Sight and Sound through some friends that had brought back a DVD from seeing the show. I think they brought back Joseph, uh, Sight and Sound's production of Joseph. And I watched it and I was blown away. Uh, and I thought in the back of my head, you know, someday, somehow that, that would be fun to be involved in. And uh, last year I saw their uh their post about open auditions for this show and i thought oh wow i'd kick myself you know if i didn't at least try so i sent out a video and they invited me to come audition now there's a great story with this video we have to talk about this so oh, is that the audition uh, the audition that was the yeah. in-person audition okay um yeah when uh they had me come in and i'm standing there on that 
300 foot stage and uh, it's totally empty and the panel's right there to look at me. I'm reading uh, aside from Sermon on the Mount and I say, unless you become like these little children, humble and full of faith, you can never come into the kingdom of heaven. And all the power goes out. A thunderstorm. It just goes totally dark. And they just kind of sit there and they're looking at me. And I think I go, I think that was good for me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good. Good job. You're really getting into it there. Right. Right. So, yeah, it was great. He even has command over the weather. Yeah, so yeah. Just like I planned. So, you know, I, I last night was the first time seeing a sight and sound production. Oh, wow. Um, and just was really blown away by the experience. The, the LED screen just was yeah. incredible. Yeah. The the depth that is created on the stage with all the sets and and you know the 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 acting and the music that goes. I mean, this is this is top level. It's world. Yeah. It's world class. It really is. Um, you know, for uh, it, it's interesting. I was sitting near the back of the. I think we were the second to last row, which oh, wow. was great to be able to get the full. There's not a bad seat in the house. Yeah. You know, it, it, we were able to see the really the full the full scope of the stage. I didn't think that you were as young as you are. So that was, that oh, was yeah. shocking to me when you came in. I got, Hey, the Jesus is younger than I thought he was. Yeah. yeah he um, the, you know, what, what's the emotional, you know, psychological component for you of playing the son of God? Is that different than approaching some other actor, you know, as you're developing this character out more? Totally. I think the primary difference between playing this and playing any other part is that this is a real person that I know. It's not just a historical figure that we read about or, you know, have to kind of guesstimate. Like, I know this person. I have a relationship with this person. So that translates to let me show the audience. Let me show you. Let me tell you about this person that I know on an mm. intimate level. So that takes away a lot of the pressure and the, the mathematical work of, uh, hmm, do I play him like this or that? Or no, just let me show you how I know him to be. So it simplifies it a lot. You know, I think especially for people in um, uh, in the Christian world or that have been around Christian media for a while, we've seen a lot of um, a lot of variations of Jesus yeah. brought to stage and screen. And, you know, each one has its own unique characteristic and yeah. unique read, you know, to scripture. And I mentioned to this to you in passing already, but I want to say it for the sake of our of our listeners and, and viewers here is you know, what you did in bringing to the character of Jesus, I, for me, was perhaps, no offense to anybody who's done this before, perhaps one of my favorite renditions that I've ever seen of Christ. Hmm. And there was just something about the energy, the, um, the, this, this jovial sort of fun spirit to him. Yeah. You know, it, it gave Jesus a personality. He wasn't just stoic. Right. Uh, how, how long did you play? Was that a natural, like, you just saw it? This is how you've always viewed Jesus? Or was was that cultivated just by the script? I mean, how did you arrive of this this take on on Jesus? Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, you said it so well. Yeah, the script definitely uh, built those moments in. It really uh, allowed the actors portraying him to really go into those places of real joy and real um, brotherly affection with his disciples and messing around with them, you know, like they would have. And all these dynamic levels, his anger at the temple and um, the misuse of it, and uh, all these dynamic levels of his emotion, his personality, the script really uh, built that in for us. So all we really had to do was just you know, go at it, go play. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, with the, the, the cast, I mean, there's, there's a significant number of cast Yes. On all, what 60, I mean, I saw the microphone stack. There were yeah. 70 microphones yes. down there. So yeah. 
you know, um, what's it, you know, I, I'm sure any, any, uh, production, I mean, I work on short-term, you know, film productions for a while, but yeah. you guys are with each other for a year, yeah. um, you know, and sometimes longer here at Sight and Sound. What is that camaraderie that develops and the, the being, being able to trust each other? Can you speak to that experience at all? Cause that's different than a film. It sure is. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things about working here and being part of this. You, you really go from being, um, you know, colleagues, uh, work partners to a family as you, you know, dive into this story and you do it over and over together. You discover new moments and new nuances and the relationships off stage that you're forming often translate into the relationships on stage. So there's a genuine connection there between Jesus, Peter, Nicodemus, all these people. Um, there's, there's something intangible there that forms in working with the same people closely over that amount of time. It's, it's like nothing else. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, any favorite stories of uh, maybe testimonies of people that have seen the, you know, seen the, the production and responded to that? Oh, oh there's been so many. Um, one person, uh, we, we got word back that after seeing the show, uh, they had never really quite, they had never been, uh, they'd never bought into the idea of Jesus and God and all that. And especially interacting personally in our lives. And yeah. he said, the night after he saw it, uh, he was at work and all of a sudden he felt like he was having a table flipping moment, like mm. Jesus flipping the tables in his life and that he just felt like Jesus had to be his savior. <laughs> yeah. And that was really radical to hear that, you know, he had that intimate experience that mm -hmm. he had just kind of been doubting right, right there after seeing the imagery in the show. And that just, to me, is a perfect picture of the power of, of seeing it come to life right yeah. before you. Yeah. You know, I, I have to think that this is a, um, in a lot of ways, a dream job as a believer in entertainment, mm -hmm. because it's not, you know, um, there's a lot of films that are made for film's sake. Yep. And this is, this is a production that's made also for the purpose of impacting and, and affecting people's lives. Yes. I know you guys are doing it so well. So, uh, kudos to all of your work and, and really, uh, uh, you know, just so blown away by the talent that you brought to this. And thanks for being on the program today. Yeah, thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter X, we're calling it, that didn't make it into Good God, but I think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you. So in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority. So make sure and head over there and grab that. It's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter. And please let us know what you think.